Looking for a local spot to make swag for your brand, podcast, or anything in between? Eastside Pin Co. has experience making enamel pins, badges, keychains, medals, and patches. Have an idea of what you want? Chris can help bring your idea to life. You can find them online at eastsidepinco.com. That's E-A-S-T-S-I-D-E-P-I-N-C-O.com. And you can send all inquiries to chris at eastsidepinco.com. Mention this ad to take 10% off your order. Eastside Pinco. Hit them up. Welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, we got Daniel Bokemper back in the house. What's going on, Daniel? Happy to be here. Thank you for yeah, having man. me. It's for, been so long. Yeah, for someone, uh, for someone that maybe is listening that... This is maybe their first episode, or they didn't catch your last episode. Why don't you tell people who you are, what you do? Yeah, so I'm Daniel Bokemper. I'm a film, literature, well, film and literature critic, and then uh, sometimes a journalist. And uh, more often than not, I think, uh, retrospectively, I'm a, a, a writer. And I associate, I uh, write for the Cinematropolis, most predominantly in world literature today. Um, and I've also written for the Gazette, a local publication here. Um, Current Land, Wicked Horror, uh, a few others as well. Right on. Cinematropolis, uh, good friends of the podcast, so shout out to those guys. Many alumni. Yeah. I've had basically everybody at Cinematrop on. every writer at the, probably. Except for uh, the brothers. You haven't had the Burnses, nah, the Burns boys. They're too good to be on. Uh, I'm just kidding. We're, they're always, like, busy when I'm, like, not busy. And then yeah. when I'm busy, they're free. So it's, like, one of those, like, We've like together never eventually. quite catch each other. Yeah. But one day, one day I have a dream, I'll have them on. Everything that rises must converge. <laughs> nah, but yeah, man. Um, glad to have you back on for sure. Uh, I've been no having this, uh, this like series of episodes, and I love having people back on that, I, you know, I uh, have had on before just to kind of see what, you know, they've been up to and maybe the stuff that they've been checking out, stuff like that. So yeah. thanks for agreeing to come back on, man. No worries. The cool thing about a podcast about media is media always changes. If True. you have so many different voices, you can always go back to the to that well and get some new perspective. Right on, man. Uh, so what's been going on, man? What have you been into lately? Yeah, so I guess we'll, a few different things, maybe before we dive into some of the, the newer things that uh, that I've been watching, reading, listening to. Um, we do want to mention at the time of this recording, um, I believe it has been within the last 48 hours, the uh, Kyoto um, Animation Studio uh, in Japan um, was the, uh, the, the victim of uh, um, basically arson, essentially uh, a man um, attempted to burn down the, uh, the studio. Um, unfortunately, 33 people at the time of this recording um, passed away as a result. Um, Kyoto is very important. It's about a 40-year-old animation studio. It was uh, a re- uh, founded by a, uh, a married couple, and they produced quite a bit. One of their earlier things would be like Full Metal Panic, and then maybe in the 2000s, I know Lucky Star. Uh, Harold, you know, you mentioned uh, one earlier that a series that was from Kyoto. Yeah, uh, Violet Evergarden. Yeah. Yeah, so they've done, 
they did the show and then they did I think two movies. Yeah. And then more recently and, and probably more critically acclaimed as well was uh, A Silent Voice from 2016. Um, I think it may have been probably slightly overshadowed by your name. Um, but as Harold was mentioning earlier, the director of your name actually kind of cites this film as a very important companion piece to your name. And it's really about um, a bit about childhood um, suicide and, and young suicide, but also um, redemption and, and working through pain and maybe this toxic environment that, that you may have grown up to. And it's very um, much in the same vein as your name. I think it, it's a hard film, but it's a very, uh, very important, and I think, necessary and healthy film, ultimately. Um, but our condolences to um, everyone of the staff at Kyoto um, Animation Studio. It's um, terrible to see anything like this happen, um, but um, unfortunately it does periodically. I know, man. It's just like it, I'd mentioned to you that was like the first thing that I saw this morning. I was just like, yeah. Jesus. But I don't know what all is going to come from it, so we'll just have to see. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, um, we're probably going to know more than what we do now, of course. Yeah. Uh, people going through and figuring out what happened and everything. Yeah. And um, I just remember one of the last things I heard was that they didn't have a fire escape. Yeah. And, and um, I was like, oh, man, is that, like, common in Japan? What's odd, and I think sometimes what we forget about, too, is, like, if you saw the, the images of the uh, the building, it's it's, you know, pretty well um, developed there. So it's like every, a lot of the buildings are pretty close to one another and things like that. I think maybe we forget about that and, and, and maybe Oklahoma and a lot of parts of America, like a fire um, isn't always the most devastating thing in of itself, at least in our state, at least in Oklahoma, I think we don't have the, the like urban density right. quite so much, but, but other places it can be incredibly devastating. But also if it's deliberate, that doesn't help, um, you know, and that's, that's the, that's the, uh, um, the tragedy we kind of run into with this. Um, but yeah, it's my hope would be that they continue to produce work. They're actively uh, producing a few series. I haven't kept up with anything more recent yeah. than A Silent Voice, but um, my hope is those can all continue. Um, it seems like the support of the animation community, both there in Japan, but also abroad, um, in, in I guess here in the U.S., but abroad for Japan, um, has been obviously incredibly supportive. Right. And that's that's... You know, if the immediate response is um, one of, of healing and, and one of support, there's there's not much more we can yeah. ask for as a, you know. I think I'd seen that uh, they had canceled a couple projects. Probably out of but necessity. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just like, that's the move for sure when something like this happens. It's out of your control, yeah. But, yeah, yeah man, I mean, it's a bummer. Uh, love to see them bounce back for sure. Hopefully a lot of that stuff was backed up too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's a tragedy. Um, the hope that, you know, by the time of this recording, we hope that maybe, you know, a lot of people have been found that we're still missing. Yeah. And that, you know, there aren't any more losses than there were. But it's pretty crazy, man. There's, there hasn't really been anything like this happen since I've, like, recorded the show, like something, some crazy tragedy like that, like in the, in the anime community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was pretty wild to wake up to that and see, like, oh, dang, like, you know these these like shows that I really like, these movies I really like, um, these people that like help make those happen like are hurting. So it's like pretty crazy. Sometimes I think it can be, and I think one of the gaps that your show bridges really well is that there are. I think sometimes when we, um, especially things we like, it can be kind of easy for me at least um, to forget that they're, you know, the people that produce them all the time. Sometimes right. you get so into like when I'm, you know, I was. Uh, and we'll mention this later, but when I was watching like something like, uh, um, 
you know, one punch man or, or Jojo's bizarre adventure or something like that. I don't, you know, you don't consciously think of the people who, um, right. Who write it while you enjoy it because that's the, that's, and I think that's the mark of a good artist. If you can get lost in their world and kind of ignore the, what goes into it in, in moments. Some people, and I think as the, the film critic side of me wants to be very aware of the, you know, the people who make this thing come together and, and make it the way it is and why it's the way it is. It has to do with the people that have built it. I mean, that's understandable, but, um, I think it was like anime, especially you, you can get lost in that and, and forget about it. in a good way, not in like a terrible way or anything, right. but, um, but, uh, obviously it is produced by people and, uh, um, you know, pain is a, is a human thing that, uh, unfortunately happens and not very timely occasions. Um, and at all, really, I don't know if there's an appropriate time for pain, but, um, so either way our, uh, you know, thoughts, um, with everyone at Kyoto Animation Studio. I'm sure there will be more posted soon by the time this is out. Um, there will probably be more. I'm sure there will be some kind of, hopefully, a foundation or some cause that if listeners want to contribute to. Yeah. Um, just follow them on Twitter. And I'm I sure think at the time of this recording, there's a GoFundMe. Yeah. That was made a good amount of money already. So Yeah, I would just follow Kyoto. Um, For sure. Animation Studio on, like, Twitter or whatever uh, social media outlet they use. I believe Twitter is their, their most frequent one. And uh, just keep your eyes posted and send your support if anything else. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty wild for sure to see something like that that impacts a big part of your life, you know what I mean? Because I spent so much of my time watching anime, and it's like, dang. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's almost like hits home. Yeah. Because it's something that's like so such a part of my life. It's just like, oh, man, like that's so crazy. But, yeah, for sure, man. Um, we'll be thinking about those people for sure and, you know, what their families must be going through, you can't even imagine. So, no, and it's yeah, and, and it is like a fan. It almost sounds like it, it. I mean, it was kind of born of a, a family's endeavor, and so you kind of think of it as a. And I'm not sure how many other studios or animation studios in both Japan and elsewhere that are like this that are built of kind of a family. But but they've right. been working for like basically over over a generation of uh, of work and commitment that's p- been put into that. Um, that's like the the thing about animation studios, I guess, is most of them have like a longevity to them that right. you know we forget about, and that's, um, you know, it's, it's it's both very fascinating, but then it also kind of lends itself to to I think why the they come off as so sincere, and maybe why we can gravitate towards them when you have a you know a group of storytellers that are um, very connected to one another, like a family. Maybe that that helps create kind of a cohesive whole. For the animes that are cohesive whole, some of them kind of uh, whole. I mean, some of them kind of uh, fall off the train, bleach. Yeah. Throwing shade, <laughs> but um, throwing a little shade at you and, and, and a few others. But Inuyasha. Do you like Inuyasha? Inuyasha. Kagobe. Yeah. Dude, I love Inuyasha. Do so you? don't talk shit. I'm not talking shit listen, on Listen, listen. Don't talk shit on Inuyasha. Okay. I'm just kidding. Do you not? Do you like that show or no? I don't like. I mean, yeah, I liked it when it started. Like, this is a lot of animes like have such like strong, like first, if they're a long one, like first 40, 50 episodes, and then I sometimes know. they that one they really don't. ran there, into the ground. There's a few exceptions. I, I, I mean, man, the people who I haven't really watched One Piece. Um, I read a bit of the manga, but the people who are like into that, it seems like that one is like the one that's like this is the long form anime. Oh that, yeah, that it's like ten thousand million episodes. Yeah, and apparently I just man, I just can't get into that. Really? Like, I just, not that, not the long format, but just like that show specifically is one that people love and talk about all the time. And I'm like, mm, what deters I don't you really from like it? that? I don't know, man. I don't know if it's just like the art style coupled with like, 
the pirate type shit. Pirates aren't that interesting. I'm not like super into the pirate shit for sure, but yeah, I don't know. And then just knowing that it has like so many episodes, I'm really I, I'm a big fan of something that has a start and an end within maybe up to 50 episodes, but 26 episodes is like my sweet spot. Yeah. Like 25, 26 episodes. If you could tell your story in that many episodes. Cowboy Bebops and your Outlaw Star. Evangelion. Outlaw Star was pretty short too. Uh, Yeah, Outlaw Star is pretty short. I mean, that's my favorite show of all time. That's my favorite anime. Oh, yeah. And so, you know what I mean? Just like not the, the feeling that you have to run the shit into the ground or that you have to like keep producing so that they can keep making money off of it is what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, I don't like the idea when, and this is for any, I think, like television or even even literature, like when it becomes like there's the expectation it's going to be serialized indefinitely. Like, Yeah, that gets it, on my nerves. And it can sure. be serialized. Like, I'm not like a huge uh, Harry Potter fan, but like, I guess this isn't true anymore. But at a time, <laughs> it was uh, apparent that uh, Harry Potter was going to have an ending. Like, you knew that. From the first, presumably it would end at graduation, right? Um, and that's like you—that kind of fills you with a bit of solace because you know it's like coming to an end. What like it's ru- fi- it's finite. What ruined it for ruined or soured in you, Ash, on me? I think, and I think they've cleared this up. I think they made like a conclusive film that kind of wraps it all together, but I haven't seen it. But um, the Inuyasha series, it like was clear that it didn't like there was a point where it just didn't ca- it was just like the same old shit it kind of oh, felt yeah. like watching itchy and scratchy a little bit like it was um not going and that's okay if you're like your show is designed to do that but like when you start out with a very strong specific narrative and that's what your intent like there is an end goal right um i mean even but then again like one piece kind of works in that way there is you know to find one piece that's the that's the albatross that is the like thing that that's the goal and the it's, centerpiece exactly and it's clear and like you can make the journey indefinite, I guess. But that's the thing. It's still, like, kind of indefinite. Like The real one piece was the friends we made along the way. It is true. It wasn't I one just, piece. It was many. I just... <laughs> just like the Shikan Jewel. Yes. Um, no, I mean, I feel you, like... I don't know. I don't try... I try not to be, like, um, jaded or, like, negative about shows. But yeah. If people ask me, like, I'll tell them, like, yeah, man, I don't really like that show. Like, I'm, I feel that way about Naruto... I feel that way about Never one got piece. Into that. Um, I feel that way about a lot, a lot of shows. Probably a lot of shows that are like super popular with people. Yeah, and not just like I'm not like a contrarian. I mean, you know how I am. Like naturally, like I, I want to include everything and like be into everything. But like, there's stuff that I've tried, and I'm just like, mm, that's not really like that's not checking my box. It's not quite my tempo. Very well put. I uh, <laughs> the. <laughs> Yeah, man, and there's there are like a few animes that I really do like, and then they don't they do do that. Like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is one that I wrestle with right now. I think I review it. I would review it probably positively overall, but like I, it it doesn't. I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't take, and it's not that it doesn't have an indefinite story because it does have a kind of a story that can go on and on and on. Right. But it's pretty self-contained um, between each season, but it's like not. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not. It's a little too eclectic, and it's. I wonder. Sometimes it seems like the stakes are kind of defi- like the stakes aren't quite. Especially with the fourth season, it seems like the, the 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 sense of danger, or again, the stakes, the the human element of it that that makes something work. Watching the the risk element that you see when right. when characters do certain things and have to go through certain challenges, it seemed like it was like deflated a little bit, or it was a, a little less. Mm-hmm. 
serious and uh jojo does in a way it suffers from the power creep you know like it, it kind of like consistently works its way up and um whenever you see that kind of reconfigured a little bit if it it can be really jarring now that being said a lot of people do really like jojo's bizarre adventure like it's obviously kind of has a whole meme culture built around it that is 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 fairly prolific um but like i don't know it, it just doesn't it doesn't tick all of the bucket boxes but that's being said like for like a combat anime which is a pretty common trope it's very interesting it's not you know that's where dragon ball z and kind of dragon ball super fell off for me Maybe less so Z, but Super for sure fell off a little bit because it was just sort of the same, you know, idea of like combat and how fights were orchestrated were kind of the same. Whereas, oh yeah, it's like very plug and play, right? Like, and you know, and honestly, like some people argue like tried and true formula. Maybe if it works, it works. True. You know, don't if it's not broke, don't fix it. I uh, thought that way about uh, Broly, the uh, the Dragon Ball Super, um, or what was what was the? It was just called Broly, wasn't it? The Dragon Ball Super film. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt that way because that one felt very, like, it did something interesting and it, like, changed Broly as a character because beforehand he was, he was, like, cool because it's, like, oh, it's the massive, like, Hulk Super Saiyan. The legendary Super Saiyan. The legendary Super Saiyan, but his stories were not good. Like, nah, I it, mean, they were never canon before Dragon no. Ball Super 2. Yeah. The Dragon Ball Super brought him legit into the canon, so that's pretty tight. And as a canonical character, he's this version of Broly is pretty good. Yeah. Like as far as the, the frame narrative, but I never saw it, man. Um that Vic Manana Manjana or whatever his name is that played Broly. Huh. Um I wasn't like actively boycotting that guy, but I just think Was he did he do some problematic things? Yeah, he's just a piece of shit. So it was really? like, oh, eh. like I saw he was in, I was like, eh. I wasn't really like chomping at the bit to watch that movie anyway so i was just like yeah i'll just maybe i'll check it out on netflix or something yeah later. i i am mostly lukewarm on it um was he the so he was the the dub though right? yeah yeah oh okay i watched the original japanese at a kid how, no, i'm just kidding I'm on not, some weeb shit just because it was available immediately nice. like it was uh by legal means i'm not gonna <laughs> but, yeah it was uh uh so that that rides on my conscience a little less even so i'm still kind of lukewarm to it Right. As a whole, but um, it's probably worth checking checking out. I mean, did you watch the um, Resurrection of F and? Oh, yeah, I watched that one Battle and watched um, uh, Battle of the Gods. Yeah, Mike, uh, my friend Mike, let me borrow those so I could check them out. They're pretty cool. But yeah, man, and Dragon Ball Super, I didn't have any qualms with. I mean, it's cool. Right? Yeah, is it still ongoing or have they wrapped it? Oh, up? I don't. I, I fell off of that one for sure. That, I have a bad habit of like starting shit when it comes to shows, like. Yeah. Like I've, I've started watching Kill La Kill because I wanted to do an episode on it. And That's then a I shorter got, one too, isn't it? Got like eight episodes in, and I decided I didn't want to do an episode on Kill La Kill. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then uh, Gurren Lagann was one that I got about twelve episodes in. I just fell off, not for any Gurren particular Lagen. reason. Um, it rides on you. I'm pretty sure it's like supposed to be somewhat of like a prodigal, like or a satirical anime. Yeah, like it, for it's sure. It, it's it's pretty itself. meta. But like there are, even so. It, it can be a little hard to to. It is a little rough. the The last thing I watched, we just did an episode on Evangelion, and uh, I watched the Netflix redub. Of How'd you it. like it? It was cool, man. I mean, it's yeah. heady. It's I love the I love the mechs. I love the designs of the mechs, and I love like the monster of the week feel. But are you familiar? Did you watch the series? Evangelion? I've seen one of the films a long time ago. Okay. Um, I watched the second half of the series when I was like thirteen or fourteen, and then. Uh, 
uh, Jackie and I recently watched like the first six episodes. We'll probably go through it. Okay. All. Like I want to. It, I don't want to spoil it for you at all or anything because I didn't know if you. Oh, you can watched it all, but it was just. I mean, in in I've said it before, and it's not like a new take at all. But it just it ends as a completely show as what it began. So like it starts off as like this monster of the week, like okay, this like coming of age thing. This ki- this kid has problems. Yeah. And he's learning himself and learning to pilot this thing. Like, that's tight. Like, that's textbook anime. Mm-hmm. But then it just takes, like, this sudden turn around, like, episode 16, 17, around there, where they're getting into the backstory of, like, what's really going on with the angels and shit like that. And by the end of the thing, it's just, like, a completely, like, I don't know, almost to the level, of like, pretentious of, like, up its own ass of, like, thinking that it wants to be, like, super introspective and, like, you know, commenting on on psychology and yeah like it's it's a freudian getting anime. Into that. that's kind of the the quintessential freudian anime, so freudian it, anime from what i it was just like i don't know this. like it, and a shoe like that's fine like yeah. i love shit like that you know i mean we're both fans of satoshi Kone, right and all he does is just like fuck with your head a but little like bit for, for it to be one thing like this monster of the week thing and then for it to change which i talked to i'd had mike allen on to talk about the yeah show. And apparently, like, the creator of the show had really, like, around this point, like, when he was, like, when he got to that part of the story, I guess, when he was writing it or making, I don't know if it was when he was making the show or what, but he had gotten really big into philosophy. And so that's why it kind of kind of takes this, like, existential turn. So you you don't think he anticipated that? He just kind of, do you think it was supposed to be, like, a long-form serialized anime originally? Because I heard it lost money, so, like. It did. I don't know if they ever restored. Yeah, did they ever, like fix that because i know near the end of the show there's like still frames that yeah well and the redub i mean it's done a little i don't know how like the problem is like i didn't watch the entire original run yeah and so like my first real like experience is this redub i see and so but i've watched clips and shit here and there of like the the original dub and everything but um man i don't know i can't like speak to what his like headspace was in yeah i just like know like about the takes that i've read about and like the rationale behind why it kind of takes this turn and it's cool i mean it's fine that it does that it's just weird that it ended up being this show this completely different in this completely different space than it was you know in the in the first 16 episodes there's value to being enigmatic i think in in pretty much all forms of media but like the difference, and I think with, like, what Cone does really well is, yeah, he is enigmatic. He is kind of tangential. He does take you on a ride. He takes you for a trip and messes with your perspective. Yeah. Predominantly. But hey, it's he, funny. We always end up talking about him when I have Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the through line, but he's great. I like, consciously made the sh- decision to uh, not wear the paprika shirt today. <laughs> to not. I would have brought it up even earlier. Yeah. Because I would have been looking at it the whole time. Yeah, but <laughs> he uh, he's not inaccessible. Like, you can't be enigmatic and oh, yeah. not bring somebody back at least somewhat but i don't know a lot of people i think i think evangelion resonates with a lot of people um from what i've heard it's cool i mean i mean you know it's often tabbed as like one of the most influential anime of all time and i can't take that away from it i mean it's definitely is what it is but i mean it's cool like it was good like i'd probably check it out again those suits are insane characters characters are interesting the story is interesting enough like i'm not like trying to shit on it it was just like one of those things where you know, it kind of lost me towards the end, I guess. Yeah. it. I mean, it, it does do, I don't know of another, like, mech anime that 
does with it. Gundam Wing, bro. Yeah, Gundam Wing, of course. Um, no, nah, I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, I did enjoy the show, but I just hate that shit that people that we get into with stuff like that. Where it's just like, there's sometimes it's like a like you people want you to have a reason for not liking something instead of it just being like your taste, you know. And so it's like people try to rationalize. Like, well, you probably didn't. Get you didn't it. watch you it. You didn't right. get it. Yeah. And I'm like, don't be a fucking piece of shit. Dude. You're not any smarter than I am. Like, to get your head out of your ass. Put a little dude. above your head, Harold. It's a little I, too high. That Is shit it? kills me. And that's what yeah. like, a lot of the critic shit. I'm like, dude, just fucking enjoy a movie for once. Well, you? and yeah, something can be like high functioning, but like, again, make sure. I think it's more valuable for art to be at least somewhat understood or at least an emotion to be pulled from it. Not right. to say, I mean, but that being said, like, I think maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen all of it, but from my understanding, Evangelion, I think probably pushes more towards a, hopefully towards like a sense or a sentiment or emotion rather than like too specific of an idea. I mean, it's not inappropriate for an anime to be like open paranoia agent. I mean, if we're talking about Cone is in many ways like that, but yeah, he's still, Cone still, I think has, is a sucker for resolution of some kind. Oh, yeah. So he like, um, which it's is not, not always, a bad thing. doesn't always have to be a good one, but no, there is no. always a resolution. Not that either. It can be a, a, a down. Um, um, yeah, man, I mean, it's just that. And I try not to let that shit get to me too much, but it's like there's only so much of, like, people having a take just for the sake of having a take, you know? And, yep. like, shitting on something just for the sake of shitting on it. The I, Luke Atkinson, you know him. I know Luke. I like uh, him. Talk to me about the idea of... Um, Performative disinterest. Have you heard of this? No, I don't think so. Uh, so performative disinterest is, you've seen it in action for sure, is when people don't like something, but the reason you know that is because they've told you. They project it, so they want to yeah, make you Yeah, like I don't, I'm letting you guys know, I'm blasting this out into the ether, that I didn't like this thing. What did uh, Luke say the... Uh, what was like the reasoning for that? Like, what kind of what what is oh, it was that just device? People, like, people just thinking like that they're too cool for shit, or thinking that because they don't like it that 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 thing is not valid. Yeah, I guess that's so true. Do you that think it like happens a lot? Do you think it like leverages people's own interests? Like, if I they think don't it leverages like something, people's they can, own egos. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. They, Probably they, more based than that. They are like you know, they don't think that anything that they don't like exists, type of thing. She's always been an interesting thing to me. But I was talking to a friend at work about this recently. Is that um, I can't. I was trying to remember exactly how I phrased it. But um, oh, it was a, a movie that we were talking about. He asked me if I liked it, and a lot of people that from the reviews he had read said that they didn't like it. And I said I liked it, but I also let myself enjoy things. What movie? <laughs> what movie was it? I'm trying to think of what it was now that we were talking about it. Lion King. I haven't seen The Lion King. Me neither, but... That just came out today. Did did it? Didn't it? I thought it came out last today. Last week, I thought. Oh, uh, maybe it came out last week. Oh, the reviews were out like a week ago. Oh, critics already saw it and sh- Oh, they were sure. on that. I mean, and, and yeah. I don't think you should make, like, animals look that realistic if you're going <laughs> to make them, like, CGI. G- animatronics. What happened to a good old animatronic? Let's just, get, let's just get Beast Wars out here in a movie like that. That would be tight, though. Beast Wars would be pretty cool. I'm sure... Didn't... So, Beast Wars is a tangent of Transformers, right? Because, oh, yeah. like, Optimus Prime and stuff. Optimus Prime. Have they not made their... Uh, that's right. Oh, and... Uh, How good is that? <laughs> who... Oh, Starscream was the... Was he a pterodactyl? I think so. And yeah, then uh, was. Megatron was the... Um, a, uh, a T-Rex. Pyro- yeah, Source Rex, yeah. They would say, terrorize. That's right. The shit was tight, man. The shit was, was hidden. When cool. I was watching it, 
That would come on before I went to school in the morning. That was like, oh, fucking, what's the other uh, show that was like CGI that came out? Reboot. Reboot. That's like reboot era. Wow. CG. It's animated and visual basic. Very (laughs) polygonal. Yeah. (laughs) It's just so like polygonic. Yeah, it's rough. Reboot actually had a really cool story, but man, if you try to rewatch that shit now, my guy doesn't hold up. Really? Oh, man. Is it just too hard to look at? It's rough. Yeah, man, it's terrible. The animation, because they did not. At the time, though? Oh, was it was. Yeah, edge. Toonami. I loved it. And I, the, I watch that shit all the time. But, like. The, we've talked about. I mean, we've talked about Reboot Ad Nauseum on here, but I've, I've, it comes up all the time, which is yeah. funny to me. We should do an episode on it. But uh, the villain on there was like Hexadecimal. Yeah. Like the name of the the villain on there and like one of the one of the other villain villains was megabyte yeah <laughs> i'm like dying one of the heroes was chip is there ever a point in that series where they're like this computer could be compromised it's 512 megabytes yeah. worth of data some shit that just like doesn't hold oh, up it's at all the whole world <laughs> yeah they that reboot runs the risk of aging very poorly i guess it's so but, funny yeah man. in so many different ways too um but yeah it's uh I don't know, man. It's just like an interesting thing. I feel like we end up talking about a lot of the times when I have people on that we end up talking about like shitty fans and stuff like that. Yeah. But someone put it the other someone put it real well the other day is that fans are getting from going from um fandom to fanatic. It's like becoming the other fan word because like how crazy people are getting with really? like um shit not going the way that they thought it should like with game of thrones oh yeah that, uh, i know that's not animation but that's a good example of like fanaticism like right i get that you don't like a show but why are you sending like dead fish to this writer's house that happened yeah damn like fucking free folk r slash free folk <laughs> are crazy people man like they were just like shitting on them and like oh it's like i remember the petition to like rewrite they the they did that i remember when that i cares? followed free folk just for like to because see what kind of crazy things they would say yeah and i remember on on reddit on that or on that subreddit they launched the the um the petition yeah and i remember the morning it went out and it was like oh this is kind of funny it had like 200 signatures and then the next thing I knew, it was like two, like two million signatures or something crazy. God, I just the like uproar of that. Like, on, okay, and I'm gonna say this: I didn't, I wasn't crazy about how season eight and honestly season seven like were executed. But, uh, and I'm also weird. It's weird to me that I got like 33 Emmy nominations. I saw that. Like, what the f- <laughs> like? I That's thought crazy. it was like kind of objectively, uh, not negatively received i thought for the most part not everyone some people like it and and i i like parts of it old white people liked it though i guess i think so and i don't hopefully i'm not in that there's parts of it i like but i think overall i kind of i was i'm kind of with you man yeah there was some cool shit but i think the conclusions like the means met the ends but the uh some of the i feel like some of the the um women in the show got like the short end of this like their development was like talking about brienne of tarth by chance yes yes daenerys like hey your uh your entire descent is going to be crammed into a a fucking like previously on sorry about you but like it's like uh, weird but but other things fit really really well i think like cersei's uh um are we in dying like a bitch but her demise was appropriate like you're pregnant you have your um which everyone speculated whether or not she was actually pregnant i think she was um 
but like for her to die with her child and Jamie crushed under the, you know, the castle that, you know, they, they basically spent their whole lives trying to defend and retain so desperately. Very is, poetic. Yeah. Very poetic death. Very poetic death. And like, um, that being said, welcome to fucking anime. Like you don't <laughs> like, no one needs to rewrite that show. No one, re- if somebody wants to rewrite the adaptation, fucking George R. R. Martin, like, Go ahead and do it the way you were going, which is going to conclude the same. Write your own ending. It will. It will be the same. Yeah. Like the ending will be. Like that. It will probably might. I mean, there will be other characters, and maybe he'll fix some things. But like, um, I don't think it was like. I don't think any show is like truly broken. It just ends, and you. It's either not good or good, or I don't know. Did you see the uh, someone created a anime intro for Game of Thrones? No, I saw the classic HBO one. Oh shit! I didn't see that. Was it The Wire or something? No, it was before that. It was like '90s HBO. Oh god! Like the the whole like where they kind of had the shapes come up and form the HBO Straight logo. Up home box office. Yeah, four by three exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> but the anime one, what was that? Was it like made by a? a yeah, they just did, we'll watch it after. But okay. it was pretty funny. Like, I love to see and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, people doing like fan made trailers like that and stuff, or uh, like intros and stuff like that. When it's, it's pretty interesting. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about pro wrestling too much but um this is actually going to be a 50 minute pro wrestling team no no no. but somebody did a the wrestlemania that jackie and i went to uh wrestlemania 34 in new orleans was uh somebody did an evangelion opening for it was kind of like rough it like looked at but it was like clearly fan made and made everyone dude but it was kind of pretty still pretty hype like that that uh, evangelion theme like fits like so so it hits so hard yeah it's they did a King of the Hill one too. That one killed me. An Evangelion King of the Hill. We got a bunch. We got to watch it. Oh it's yeah, funny. We'll that King up. of the Hill one killed me. Jacob showed it to me. It yeah. was so funny. You've seen like the? Uh, have you seen the King of the Hill Attack on Titan? Yeah, man. They do a lot yeah. of Hank Hill stuff. That's Hank funny. Hill is in the like he is in the zeitgeist. He's permanently embedded in. The Ooh, zeitgeist. they should do Hill La Hill. Hill La Hill. Ooh. I just thought of that. That that is hashtag marketing. Yeah, make sure you get it made before you publish this episode because <laughs> it will go fast. Well, when I publish this, that is my, um, you know, I have it in the, in the, audio that I've come up with that idea first. That's very true. So you are the genesis. And so I'll send that to your all out office and see if they can. Uh, we might want to make sure it doesn't me. already exist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because they're. <laughs> we thought so hard that we thought. Uh, or we we were just sure that me and Josh Kane were gonna do D and D B Z, like a Dragon Ball Z Dun- Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. That'd be cool. I was like, no one. Do they have this. like a pen and paper D B Z? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Someone thought of it though already. Yeah. I was just like, fuck. Isn't that the worst when you like think you're the? I I'm definitely the first that's thought of this. When you're playing with like IPs that already exist, and you're kind of mixing the two, or kind of just mixing them up slightly, you you do. Fortunately, you run the risk of, <laughs> of that shit. Someone thought of that already. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the internet's a big place. <laughs> Get Word gets around <laughs> <laughs> even before it makes it to your brain. Like, But uh, no, I don't know. Uh, fingers crossed for Hill to Hill. Hill. <laughs> holding out. For I already <laughs> forgot about it. God damn. I need to listen back to this just to remember it. But uh, yeah, I. It's it's. there are some things that I've received kind of like lately that like One Punch Man season two i think is actually pretty good for the most part but like god damn it why did the first season have to be so good it was a hard it's a high bar one punch yeah the song 
down to the the everything basically. <laughs> <laughs> it was like there's not. I think the animation looked better in the first because you had like it was like a it wasn't really it was one, a different studio. Well, it was Madhouse technically, but it yeah. was like but it was like I a don't subsidiary think. or whatever. <laughs> it was like a rogue squadron of animators and creators, and like even the theme song was like put together by like it was, it was like the lead singer was the guy who performed the original DBZ uh, intro. Catchella uh, or what? Yeah, yeah, okay. that one. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, everyone else was like involved with something else or somebody who was like involved with the Death Note Death Note theme that was a part of it and like. I think and like it's you know that thing just had so many it was like let's bring the best minds of anime and let's bring one of the most like interesting stories and like let's bring people who worked on anime that kind of contributed to the genre that one punch man deconstructs and that created like such a cool thing and season two isn't bad and it still like builds on some of those themes but like it doesn't wasn't strong or what no it, it the animation is obvious and that does i would like to think that i don't if the story's good the animation can be kind of, you know, passable. Right, right. It has to be a bit, and it does. But, but the story has to be solid, bro. Yeah, and it's it's animated by uh, Naruto Shippuden, or it's directed by the uh, uh, the Shippuden guy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it and it's the fight scenes are kind of well huh. choreographed. There's a lot more like, <laughs> I can tell he's way more comfortable animating people fighting people or humanoids fighting humanoids than he is like. A human and a monster, and a giant monster. Yeah. But the thing is, like One Punch Man. Well, it there. It's wrong of me to say there are fights in like one the original One Punch Man. It's just the other heroes getting their asses kicked for the most part, right? And that's kind of a thing in itself. And then, uh, you know, when Saitama shows up, it's game over for whatever. And like, it's I don't know. It's not. It's still a decent story. Um, I haven't finished. I think it's finished now, season two. I haven't finished it quite yet. Yeah, so they put. I think they put season one on Netflix actually too. Yeah, yeah, and if you haven't seen season one, see that for sure. But um, One Punch Man two, it's good. It's worth it's worth going into. Maybe if you see season one and then immediately go into season two, it's a little bit less jarring. But to wait like two or three or almost four years, however long it took to see um, season two realized is kind of like I don't know. There there are things about it that kind of kind of rub you the wrong way, but. Good overall. One series that uh, that is also written by one, um, the writer of One Punch Man, is uh, Mob Psycho 100. Oh, yeah. That series has only gotten Everybody's better. Everybody's been trying to get me to watch that, man. You Emily, should. Emily Smart told me to watch it. You had Emily Smart it. should. She knows her shit. She knows her shit. Yeah, no, no, shit. no. You should listen to uh, her for that one. I, just, I think it's on Funimation or something. It's on Crunchyroll. Is it? Yeah, so yeah I don't first have two any seasons. subscriptions like that. So like, Crunchyroll is yeah. cool. Uh, Crunchyroll, don't listen to this part. Uh, they have no, um, <laughs> they have no, like, uh, I, I would assume they know this. They don't have, I don't think as of right now, they have, like, a cap on how many people can share a single Oh, show. I just need to get somebody to log in, though. Yeah. If Emily That's wants it. you to watch it so bad, why does she I know. pony up and give you the, Skank? give you the login? Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, several <laughs> people, like, whoa. several That's people <laughs> have asked or offered, but I'm like, I feel like such a fucking freeloader. A little bit. There is, <laughs> there is like a sense of uh, agency that comes. I know. Up. Like I'm like I got my own HBO I'm like, now. Do you need your my own yeah, Netflix? Say, do you need my own Hulu? That's kind of. Yeah. You need something. You need something. Yeah, One of my logins, I can get that to you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm very much like a par guy. Like okay, you're gonna let me borrow something. Let me let you borrow. Something. My friend Brett is he's really big in anime, and his that's like his whole economy. With like the subscri- subscription Balance, services. Man. Yeah, he's like really insistent on. Uh, he's like I'm all about service trading. Like. 
like, I got the 4K Netflix. Do you have a need for that? And like, and like for like Hulu or something like that. And it's like it. it that's kind of cool. I like it. I feel like we're we're taking back a little bit, but I don't know. I've yeah. been I've been living with just my own stuff for a while, and because you're a fucking adult. Yeah, it's part of it, but it's not a bad thing to to trade people and true, especially especially it's in just this like world. It's so funny now that everything is like a streaming service. So you're like. Everybody cut cut cable because it's so expensive, but then now now you're gonna have like six subscriptions that are ten dollars each. It's weird that like certain traditionally like the pay per view, back to wrestling. No, just kidding. This also encompasses <laughs> MMA and everything else, um, boxing matches. The like the pay per view is still like a big thing. Like that's still kind of. I weird. know, but it's moving now because now they have like this is a streaming service for like a hundred dollars a year, and you get however many fights and or stuff. Hulu and has live sports. Yeah, and you it's can been get a bit their big push lately. Yeah, Ooh, I don't. Who has live sports? And I'm sure they can do some sort of integration where it's like you could buy pay per view on there now. When NBA like the season pass and like the NFL season ticket was like, I remember when those like first came out and they were kind of proto streaming first services, but it's like two hundred dollars and you can Son for of a bitch. for like three or four months worth of content, and I don't fuck even watch that. all the team. Like, who the fuck would buy that? And then like WWE, like they used to have pay all of their pay per views. And they still are in countries. They have their own streaming thing. Now, now. it's like ten bucks a month, and you can watch all yeah. the pay per views. It's non-committal, and you can all watch that. like everything that's ever been. Yeah, just get it for like two months, and just get your wrestling. I think they have in. like a month's free subscription too. Like if you too. sign up, you're signing up for the first time. A uh, guy I work with was talking about that. We were talking about the one that we watched where Owen Hart died. Because <laughs> they I, don't show it. On they the, don't show it. But no, it's just like Jr. and King talking. Like, yeah, this is such a tragedy. He gets like the voice. Jr. has a voice. Yeah, he does a somber he, voice. He does it. There's points later where he like he uses that voice, and it sucks because I know he knows what the voice is, and so, and then he'll use it for like when they're like trying to sell a like storyline or something, and it's like not appropriate. Like so, like somebody gets like a he, kayfabe neck injury, and he's like, yeah. oh, no, I never want to see this in the ring. And then I'm like, I always think of like Owen Hart, and I'm like, God, damn, like he like did that same thing, but it was like instead of being like. A minor injury was like this guy died, which I mean, to his credit, I don't know. He probably didn't know that he was dead. Yeah, I don't know how it all went down. So, That's there is probably footage of it. I don't know if we'll ever. We probably. I don't know. I don't want to watch somebody like die. Yeah, I, I'm curious about what happened. Like, there's like a morbid fascination. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. like how it. No, it's how true. it went down. But like, it's human nature. It is, but you don't I, have to apologize for that. I know, but I don't want to like. <laughs> I feel like you kind of got to apologize. Like, but, I don't yeah. want to be like, I, I said really that like and I was like, people. oh, well. Yeah, have you ever <laughs> Maybe don't be a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really like to watch people die a lot. That's a, <laughs> you should get that checked out. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's fascinating. It's like the weird thing about like performance, sport, or art. Performative disinterest. Oh, there Throwing it is. Throwing your, yeah. I was coming. like, it's funny whenever someone says a phrase or something like that. That you're like, man, that is like the perfect way to put that. It's like a feeling that maybe you've had, and then you hear when you hear there's a word for that. Like Schadenfreude was my first experience with something like that. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, that what? word is exactly like I I know exactly of that concept, but I didn't know that was all encompassed. In I the didn't word. put the dots together on that one until uh, like uh, Firefest. Oh my god, that was like mess. Very apropos. Schadenfreude. Yeah, and it's like, yep, collective Seeing suffering. Rich people. Oh yeah, it does feel it's like be look upset. The, look at the bourgeoisie oh get my God. shitty cheese sandwiches. Let them eat cake. <laughs> it's a historical reference for your yeah. ass. Blink one eighty two isn't that that 
It's not worth that. The, all the money that they paid, I'm like, these bands aren't even that good. No, like when I, w- I was I like, like I was Kanye, like, like uh, maybe. Like yeah, I, well, it I was could. good music for sure. Yeah. Like that was a good draw, but like, I don't know. Major Lazer's cool. But yeah, Blink-182, I'm like, mm, maybe that's a cool concert they 20 years ago. <laughs> domestically to not have to like. Yeah. And I don't think Firefest had a lot of non-American. Maybe it did. But I it's like, the, it I mean, it's American not even like Mike Skiba or whatever from Alkaline Trio that's in Blink now. Really? Instead of Tom DeLonge. Huh. So I'm like, I don't want some bastardized version of Blink. Like I want Blink if it, if I wanted it either way. Which I'm not. I mean, I'm not. Do you fan. not like Alkaline I'm not a Trio? Fan of Blink by any means. I like. I like their hits. Alkaline Trio is fine. I guess I just never. Is that? Are they the ones that did the like? Uh, I never got into them. The the Armageddon. That was like their one single, though, wasn't it? Where Armageddon. Like, I saw your photo on the back of a something. Uh, oh. Na, na, I, don't na, 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 na. I don't know that I know any songs by them. What yeah, that's that? a, well. That was on uh, ATV versus Motocross. Oh, on the PlayStation I you were about, too. Uh, the song's name is Armageddon. I think so. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie tree. Armageddon. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to close my, my eyes. <laughs> yeah, the Aerosmith. Oh my God! Every time I see like Steve, uh, what's his name? Steve Tyler, right? Steven Tyler. I get a little. That's from not from the Tower, but no different. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Steve Tyler of the. Uh, of Aerosmith, I, Aerosmith uh, fame. Of Aerosmith infamy, I. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Him and his DSLs, man. But you said that was from AT True. from ATV game. Yeah, I think it was on like Madden two thousand three, and How I think it was funny. on ATV Off Road Fury. We were just talking about um, the freaking Tony Hawk soundtracks and how they slap. Dude, I loved. Uh, oh, dude, uh, Tony Hawk's Underground Two had like. And awesome. That was like the one with Bam Margera, and you could like, like skate banger in Moscow after and banger, stuff. dude. Yeah. Whoever did the music, I need to get whoever put together the music for that. Whoever like curated that soundtrack. Yeah. I need to get them on the show for sure. Word. Because I'd be like, bro, why you in my brain? How'd you? They like <laughs> shaped an entire generation of kids' minds and music tastes. Like, because of them, I know about like, uh, like, uh, what's that guy's name? Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. Yeah, wasn't Andrew WK like yeah. in a little bit Andrew of... Andrew WK was. Yeah. Uh, the Gorillas. The Gorillas were in, yeah. Uh, man, some ska for your ass. Quite a bit of ska. I want to pierce my brain. <laughs> I want to pierce my, my brain. Body. Was yeah. it brain or body? Uh, it, was, uh, it was brain or body. I don't know. I can't remember. Brain's either. part of your body. It is. Oh, it could be both. Yeah. Um, But yeah, man, we were just... That's so funny. We just were talking about how good those soundtracks were. Or... Maybe that'd be a good episode, like talking about soundtracks from games and like how they've influenced us. Because there's definitely a lot of I heard about like Head Automatica. I heard on a FIFA soundtrack. Um, I heard about Valencia is one of my yeah. favorite bands. I first heard about them on MLB like '03. Yeah. Um, actually, it was NHL 2003 had Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World. Man, and that was the first Jimmy Eat World song I ever heard. And I was just like, dude, this is the shit. Dude, it was uh, Madden 2003, I think, for me, like, specifically. Had, like, a really... Uh, Straight up banger after banger, dude. I know. Yeah, they were good. They were, yeah. And then EA became corrupt and microtransactions getting <laughs> banned in certain countries and <laughs> stuff like that. Microaggressions. Microaggressions, like. yeah. More like. But I... Uh, 
No, man, there, there are some like, it'd be a cool video game episode. That's what if I, I was curious to bring this up because I'm like, I'm not, is it Anna? It's something I played recently. That's really awesome. And it's not, it's a, like a visual novel kind of oh, thing. It's a yeah. Valhalla, um, huh. but it's like stylized with like uh, numbers and letters in some combination that I'm not sure how it is. But if you Google Valhalla, uh, yeah, cyberpunk bartending action. So yeah, I think you sent it to me. Yeah, and it's um, it came out like in I think two thousand a while ago originally I think like two thousand fifteen or sixteen maybe and then they released it for the Switch recently, um, just this year in anticipation of a I think there's a sequel coming out within the next year or so called uh, um, oh I think it's like uh, Shangri La or something like that huh. and it's like another about another bar stylized in a similar similar way but. It's I was gonna say that's where my wife gets her nails done. Shangri La. <laughs> There's a nail salon called Shangri La in Yukon. That is awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. That's so uh, random. Yeah, I uh, don't know if the game has any crossover there, but um, <laughs> the uh, it's like very interesting. It's a visual novel, but it has incredible music by uh, Michael Kelly, I believe, and it's a oh, bunch yeah. of like vaporwave. Very kind of cool. Just, yeah, synthetic music, but it's uh, it's also a visual novel too. And it's a very engaging story, but it's uh, um, done. It is stylized after like you get notes of like Akira and huh. a few other like, but it's kind of lighthearted too throughout the whole thing. But that's tight, dude. Yeah, it's got it's got yeah, it's got like really engaging conversations throughout, which I think is pretty neat and pretty rare. Um, in a lot of video games, I think with their narratives, it's hard to to be particularly engaged, especially with like the the open the advent of like the open world video game and everything like that it's harder to find like focused narratives that that feel cohesive because right when gameplay is an element obviously you control a bit of the pacing in a way so um and that's pretty important for a good story so it's it's you know sometimes hard to make that work and i think a visual novel kind of it does dictate the pace a little bit since you're reading something and you get to choose when you have read, to hit the yeah yeah but it has interactive i mean it's still technically a game i think at yeah the end of the day but it's uh yeah, I don't know. Valhalla was really good. That was something I, I got into recently. It reminds me of uh, Newgrounds, man. Old dating oh, sims. Oh, yeah. Old dating did you sims. Get up, did you get on those dating sims pretty much? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? I yeah, I'm know. a weird, Hit I'm it a hard. weird person <laughs> at my core, you know? So I was definitely like playing those. I man, know, I went on Newgrounds um, recently. Really? Is it still up? I didn't know if it was or not. That's I just was like, yeah, whatever. I'll see. And it is. God. And it's like the same thing. It looks like circa 2008 2007 oh. newgrounds yeah it's kind of that's crazy it's a little different a lot more uh you know adult content that's kind that of where i think a little it, hentai action a little bit just a little, just a little tiny bit yeah there yeah, was yeah. like a crazy there was some crazy games on there one of them was like you had to like try to get like blast samus's armor off oh yeah and like the the end game was like to get you, all her like clothes off yeah it was bizarre oh yeah that's really well like made though, crazy. like a lot of effort in animation like that. Flash was probably all a Flash animation, little games. more difficult back then. So it's kind of like I wonder if any of these people went on to like because most of them did those things kind of anonymously, or right? Yeah. Them. So like, I wonder how many of those like, put that on your resume. Who developed those games? Yeah, <laughs> like went on to like I don't know, develop like so, a triple A game or something like yeah. that. Yeah, well, I remember stuff like that, and then of course like just the slew of dating sims where you're like the end game was like you're trying to like have sex with the girl or whatever, but yeah. So I played a bunch of those, but it was just like bizarre. I don't remember how I found out about that, 
I think it's like friend of a friend. I was gonna say like the mute, like the word of mouth. There was like one kid in like was in like sixth grade or so, some and he, sleazy ass kid, seventh grade or something, and he had like, uh, yeah, he was like about I got your albino black sheep right here. <laughs> Check out rubber rubber Johnny, and uh, now you can you can enter the rest of the website and see salad fingers and oh my god, yeah, yeah for sure, all the all the weird. It was a connect. Yeah, one I was trying to look up and I couldn't find it. Was a clave man was an old like huh. kind of funny about a caveman who's like on a quest to get Popeye's biscuits. What the fuck? Right, <laughs> it's pretty. He wants to dry dry his mouth. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much, and uh, yeah, it's pretty. That's it's pretty solid though. Crazy dude. Yeah, I'm sure it's like on YouTube. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't look very hard for I say, it. Yeah, I didn't look that hard. Yeah, it's it kind of. <laughs> but That's too funny. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. I kind of wish that would come back, but people d- like, are there too many like YouTube animators? Like I've seen like a, like Domix, I think is one I can think of off the top of my head, but like too many people that do like animated content. I don't know. I feel like there was a big boom of that, like more so than people creating videos. Cause I think Newgrounds probably hit the current, like it, it beat YouTube just ahead of it. Right. Like obviously creating videos and uploading them is a probably less intensive than, you know, making an animation. So, lot more volume there but uh i don't know it's weird i feel like that was kind of an art form that the flash animation <laughs> kind of <laughs> the uh, not that it went form. anywhere it didn't go anywhere like we still have access to it and stuff right on. Like, i'm like yeah i don't know but nobody oh. uses that anymore true that for sure true that it's all after effects now word very much so that's funny but well yeah. uh what'd you say you had going on man you're hosting a screening coming up right i am on uh, august 13th at 7 p.m in the uh, paramount room on behalf of the Oklahoma Film Critic Circle Film Society. Oklahoma Film Society. Harold, I'm going to trust you to edit the right one. Um, <laughs> and the uh, and the Cinematropolis, kind of a co, uh, you know, where I'm going to be introducing a film, one of four. Right on. If you're listening to this and uh, you want to at me what you prefer these four, or none of them at all, that's fine too, but we've kind of narrowed it down, so t- tough uh, tough titties if you want something different. But, <laughs> um, the... Uh, um, Deciding between uh, Rashomon by Akira Kurosawa. I'm wearing my Kurosawa shirt. I thought that was today. A to re- shirt. Yeah, to to remind myself of uh, to bump this. But uh, um, Rashomon by Akira Kurosawa kind of has a, a a tendril that leads into the Burns's imminent film uh, Shifter, if it's still called that. I assume it's still called Shifter. And then the um, uh, another option, uh, a few more. Um, oh, what was it? Drive. By Nicholas Winding Refn, because oh, I always want. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I. Uh, I've never really like dusted off old interviews I've done. I feel like maybe it'd be worth it to like That's if we cool showed movie. that one to like dust off the the Refn interview I did um, for the Neon Demon uh, a couple of years back. Um, and then good soundtrack. Yeah, Sean Baker's Tangerine. Even though that is a Christmas film, technically, it uh, reminds me of the Heat. That's when I I. Uh, pretty interested in would like to to show a lot of people i think a lot of people need to see it and uh igmar bergman's smiles of a summer night because it's we're showing it in the summer and has summer in its name and probably no one's gonna uh, vote for that one so <laughs> well uh <laughs> not that it's a poll but thinking um kind of leaning towards uh rashomon or uh uh drive, drive would be kind of cool i think drive would be tight i just didn't know if it was like yeah and like i think rashomon drive i do think tangerine would probably get quite a people that few people there but I think um, most of those would be a good draw. I yeah, except the, the 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 Bergman one, we might. Yeah, that one's 
That's more clearly like the outlier. You you get forced into to <laughs> seeing that in film school, and which is fine. You should. It's a good film, but um, yeah, I, I think I would have a harder time carrying a presentation of that than than I'd like to admit. So <laughs> the other films are, are probably significantly more likely. Uh, but yeah, doing that soon and uh, continuing to write for uh, World Literature Today. Probably going to do something at the Cinematropolis. But but overall. Um, I've actually been kind of dialing it back um, a lot with a lot of my... Not that I've been dialing back writing. Um, the weird thing is I've like been writing more than I ever have been. Um, but it's... Uh, I kind of had like a weird... Like over the past few months, I kind of had like a come to... I want to say come to Jesus because I'm an atheist. And I feel like that would be... <laughs> I'd be like real insincere. It's like the opposite. For the people that have think. actual come to Jesus like <laughs> moments, but... Um, I had a uh, reckoning uh, with myself where I kind of wanted to figure out what I really wanted to do. Um, and I like, and I will always, if you're a friend and you have a publication and you need some assistance, probably be there for you. But um, for the most part, I'm kind of like thinking I want to, I've, I've always told myself of something I've wanted to do and I like never approached it because it required my own like volition and my own, um, you know, get up and go to do it. Like I, with like writing for publications, not to say it's easy. It is, is not. And, um, for a lot of the people who do it, a lot of the people who work in editing, all the publications I've written for people do put a significant amount of effort into making sure that publication works and writing things that they care about. And I do, I, I don't think I've ever written something I don't absolutely not care about. But what I began to realize was I cared less about it than something that I really wanted to be doing. And what I was I was afraid because I, what I'm, what I'm worried, I'm still kind of worried about it now, but like, I'm afraid that if I, uh, don't do what I'm doing right now, I'd probably never do it. Um, and the other thing is I'm afraid that I'm probably wasting more people's time than would be appropriate if I don't have my heart fully into whatever I'm doing for them. Um, so with that being said, I, I felt it was kind of a, a good to, to kind of take a step back from a few other things, focus on this, See if it's what I want to do. And right now, I think it is. I'm just untrained. I'm not learned in it. Right. So it's a learning process, too. And it's kind of a self-discovery. And, like, when you start to write with just yourself and you don't... And what I was saying earlier, I always had somebody to hold me a bit accountable, even when I wasn't very accountable. So, like, an editor, um, you more often than not would... You know, they'll give you the deadline. They'll push you into kind of a direction, usually, that, that you need to be doing. Or they won't call you back or they won't publish you, which is appropriate, too. You don't... <laughs> If you're a freelancer, nobody has an obligation to continue to publish your material. They don't, um, unless you have a contract that, that dictates that. But if you don't, um, it's okay. Um, but there was always that pressure, and that was always always pushing me. So now I'm kind of in a position where I'm having to hold myself accountable for my own writing, because if I want whatever this thing is going to be to get done, and then I want to do more things of that ilk, which I think is probably what I really want to do, um, you know, I have to just go and do it. But in the meantime, it feels weird because <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm not really doing all that much like actively, you know, and um, that's kind of a scary thought, too. And then you like worry, like, what if I never finish it? Like, what if I don't do it? Like, I, I wonder for you, like um, when you were like starting Tunes and Tunes, like, were you ever worried like nobody would watch it or that people just think it's stupid or yeah, people I mean, it's make like, fun of you or something like it's like a human nature thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're I put out an ep every episode and I see that people listen. But every single episode, I'm like, what if it's the episode no one listens to? Yeah. And it's like, that's just not, I mean, it's just human nature to just kind of have that worry in the back of your head. But, I mean, definitely, especially towards the beginning, like, 
I was just like, this is kind of dumb. Like, I don't know if people are going to give a shit about what I have to say about anything, but I just kept doing it and kept meeting interesting people. And yeah. I love hearing people's stories. So it's like, at the, at the end of the day, it's like, is this something that I like and that I enjoy doing? And I've never stopped enjoying it since I've been doing it. And I've been doing it for two years, three years now almost. Yeah. So, I mean, but there's always that thing in the back of your head, like the imposter syndrome where you're like, shit, right. like I don't, I'm not qualified to talk on this. They're going to find I mean? out. People are going to know. Right. Gonna, but I mean, you know. to think that way is <laughs> to be human. A little bit. Yeah. So, you just can't let it get better. And you have mentioned this the, uh, earlier. I feel like my Facebook has devolved into periodic memes and like inspirational things to say that are mostly me telling myself this and I feel like Facebook is like an engine for validation. It right. kind of helps you reaffirm what you're thinking a little bit or that you have people that, you know, care at least. Um and like I don't know, I'm thinking of like you you will always regardless of what you're doing, you will have a shitty day at it. You have a shitty moment at it at least at the very least. Hope you don't have a full shitty day on it. But the thing is, as long as you're doing it, it really can't be that shitty. Like, yeah. Because if you, you just have a shitty day and you're not doing anything, then you just you just have shit. <laughs> but if you have a shitty day of, in my case, writing or a shitty day of, of producing or working on a podcast, it's still a it's a shitty day. But at the end of the day, it's still a day of that or right. a few minutes or an hour or whatever it is. It's not of the, that whatever the identity of it. No, it's not. It just you have highs and lows um, in whatever creative endeavor you have. And if you don't, then you're inhuman. Yeah. Don't trust you. You're untrustable. Get out of here. We're going to find your kind at Area 51. And we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> Topical. You're going to get out. What do you think about it? Are you going to the Area 51 raid? Nah. I, th I thought That's it was funny, room. though. I put interest Pretty in hilarious. Facebook. I knew it was dead when it was on Good Morning America. I was yeah. like, oh, well. It's this, too far out. The too. joke is over now. What is it going to be? Is it just going to be no one even going to pay attention to it by September 20th? Is it going to be like Probably. 2012, basically? I don't know, man. Yeah. I, uh, People running with their arms behind their back. I just want to see that from a news helicopter. <laughs> I That would be incredible. I just want to see even just a thousand people <laughs> Naruto running in the Mojave. But it's just like that would be, people make these events all the time. Like Get uh, blackout drunk at the Taco Bell Cantina. Yeah. There was like 20,000 people confirmed that. That would have been. And not a single person showed up. No, that. and that would have been amazing. Or I, show up at the Devon Tower and power up like Goku. Oh, go I saw one of those. Well, there was one that was like going to a jack-in-the-box and say, I'm Dirty Dan from like Spongebob yeah. to everyone you made. <laughs> I'm Dirty so Dan. So there's shit like that. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's meant as a joke, and then Good Morning America gets its claws in it and convinces you that this generation is going to be the downfall of America. They're fucking, yeah, fucking crazy. And it's like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> the Air Force has to release hits, official comment. I know. Well, when something hits Good Morning America, I'm like, oh, okay, this this thing is no That's longer cool. relevant. Yeah. This remember my sixty-five-year-old. Uh, yeah, I saw on Facebook that you're going to Area Fifty-One. Be careful. Yeah. I'm like, no one's gonna fucking go there, Grandma. Chill. People I mean, are I gonna say that. People, people are gonna go there, Harold. That's the thing. There will be some. They, people. I mean, they will. I don't think anyone's gonna like rate it with their. Some dumbass people will go for sure, but you know how fast you fall over when you actually try to Naruto run. I've never tried it. Me neither. But I assume if you're leaning your entire body weight. And or you're not in like a hundred. Well, your arms meters. hold you back, right? Yeah, but it your works arms for like balance you. <laughs> I don't know, and it makes you go way faster too, doesn't it? It's a <laughs> you're aerodynamic. It's you're like a plane wing. Yes, as far as you don't take off. <laughs> Did anyone run into a a glide on Naruto like with their hands? I wouldn't know. 
God, if they didn't, real missed opportunity. <laughs> man. But, well, Daniel, I appreciate you coming through, man. Um, why don't you tell people where they can keep up with your projects, yeah, stuff look, you got working on, stuff like that. Right. Periodically, you can uh, find me anywhere. Mostly uh, Twitter and Facebook, though. Um, Daniel underscore Bo Kemper. Uh, Harold will spell it out kindly in the, the web uh, the podcast description, <laughs> hopefully. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, Facebook. You just Google it. You'll find me. Um, you can see work of mine on the Gazette, Cinematropolis, World Literature Today, um, some Wicked Horror, and probably other places, too, periodically, some I'm not thinking of. So keep an eye out. I appreciate it. Every read, every view. It's nice. Makes me feel good. For sure, man. Yeah. Get that hit of dopamine. It does. <laughs> um, well, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media, Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Goodbye.